This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am the secondary host, shall we say, Natalie Bromley. But joining us this week, as ever, is the main man himself, the anchor man of the preview show, Dave Roberts. Statman Dave, welcome back. Hi, thanks, Natalie, and good to have you back on the, the preview show again this week. I know, I was a bit of a skiver last week. Apologies um, for anybody who, I can't imagine anybody did, quite frankly, but if anybody did, Miss my dulcet tones last week. I was uh, unfortunately tied up in in work and I couldn't get out. Unfortunately, but Matt, being the hero that he is, stepped in for us again. He's an absolute superstar. I don't really know what we'd do without him. Um, but we are here this week to preview our home game on Saturday, twenty sixth of October, five thirty pm kickoff, live on Sky Sports against none only but Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Now, before we get into that, Dave. I believe that you and Matt um, gave our listeners a certain quiz question last week, which was, who scored Burnley's goal in the 1-0 win at Leicester City in November 2007, which was also the Clarets' last away win against the Foxes? What was the correct answer, Dave? Uh, The correct answer was Andy Gray. This was, if you remember, the um, game where Steve Davis was in caretaker charge uh, before Owen Coyle took over and just after Steve uh, Cottrell had left. So the one match where Steve Davis was in charge and he had a 100% record uh, with a 1-0 win and Andy Gray was that goal scorer. I wouldn't have guessed that. Obviously, I didn't see the question because I was uh, I, I wasn't here. But when I was reading this before I came on air, I was like, I'm not sure I would have known that. Um, but which one of our which ones of our listeners did get that right, Dave? Who was uh, clever this week? Uh, we had a couple of correct answers. We had uh, John Robertson, that's Claret Crumpet on Twitter, who's uh, he, he's got some correct answers previously, and also another regular another regular Peter Jones had uh, been in touch on direct message and uh, given us the correct answer as well. 
Indeed. And of course, very own Tom Whitaker got it right, because why wouldn't they show off? Um, he was straight in the group chat for Team None, never straight away to tell us that. Opposition stats. But never mind. Let's let's move on to our preview show this week, then, Dave. And let's um, well, let's let's find out who we're playing. Why don't you tell us all about our opposition, Chelsea? Who are they? Okay, well, Chelsea Football Club was established in 1905. Um, the original owners had purchased the Stamford Bridge Athletic Ground in Fulham, and they'd wanted p- to persuade Fulham Football Club to move there when they obtained the freehold. But when this didn't uh, work out, they decided to start a new club instead. Uh, Chelsea were accepted to join the Football League Second Division for the following season, 1905-06. That's quite quickly after setting up, uh, and they've remained at Stamford Bridge ever since. Excellent. Now, what about nicknames? Uh, well, we know Chelsea as the Blues. That's what they tend to be called by, uh, uh, well, home and away fans these days. Uh, but going back into the dim and distant past, um, actually not that long ago. I mean, they, they did start out with this name and it's been used right up until I think maybe the 60s and 70s. Um, uh, they were known as the Pensioners, uh, which was in reference to the nearby Royal Hospital that serves as the retirement home for British Army veterans. Oh, that's a lovely nickname. I like that one. It's better than the Blues. Um, what about their all-time goal scorer, Dave? Okay, well, uh, with a total of 211 goals in 648 appearances for the club, um, the current manager, Frank Lampard Jr., is Chelsea's all-time top goalscorer. With six goals each, uh, Roy Bentley, Jimmy Greaves and Peter Hausman are the Blues' top scorers for Chelsea in matches against Burnley. Brilliant. And uh, what about the heaviest Burnley defeat then? Uh, This is a recent one. Uh, During our poor run in the first half of last season, uh, we suffered a 4-0 defeat to Chelsea, and that was when the teams last met at Turf Moor in October 2018. Uh, Three of the goals were conceded in the second half, um, and we'll certainly be hoping for a much better performance and result this time around. Absolutely. There's, I'm going to call this now, Dave. There's absolutely no way that Burnley are going to lose 4-0 at the weekend. Um, what about Burnley's biggest win then? Uh, there's been a few. We've triumphed by a five-goal margin in three home games against Chelsea. Uh, there was a 6-1 win in 1913, a 5-0 win in 1921, but the most recent of the three, which is still quite a long time ago, uh, was a 5-0 win in 1956, and that included a Brian Pilkington hat-trick. Excellent. Um, what about Burnley's last win, then? Uh, well, we've draw- uh, lost four and drawn one of the last five meetings at Turf Moor. Um, all of those were Premier League matches played since 2009. Uh, so we've got to go back quite a little bit further, uh, 36 years, in fact, to discover a Burnley win, and that was in the second division. Uh, Burnley won by three goals to nil in April 1983. Uh, On that occasion, Billy Hamilton scored twice and Terry Donovan scored a penalty. Uh, Despite the victory, Burnley were ultimately relegated at the end of the season, despite some impressive runs in both cup competitions that season. So what about Burnley's last top-flight home win? Uh, Well, we've got to go back even further for that one. That's going all the way back to August 1973. Uh, Burnley won uh, 1-0 against Chelsea at Turf Moor, and Frank Casper scored the goal, although obviously we did pick up an impressive away top-flight win at Chelsea as recently as 2017. 
Wow, that is a long time ago. I was not even alive. I was just, I don't even think that I was uh, a little sparkle in anybody's eye. Um, obviously, normally at this point, we talk about last season's meeting between the two, but we've we've already covered that in the heaviest defeat section. So why don't you talk us through who Frank Lampard's Chelsea manager is? <laughs> yeah, we've given that one away a little bit, haven't we, at the start of the show? Um, yeah, Frank Lampard is Chelsea's current manager, um, who we know is a, a Chelsea legend as a player not that long ago. Uh, despite just one season of management experience at Derby County in the Championship last season, uh, he was given the task of taking over from Maurizio Sarri during the summer. Uh, he was born in Romford, London in 1978. He's 41 years of age and he's made a reasonably promising start to his time in the Stamford Bridge hot seat, despite being hampered by a transfer ban. Yeah, it's an interesting one, is Lampard, because I think he did struggle at the beginning and uh, I think he got his, he started to pick up form just as there was a little bit of uh, discontent amongst the ranks, wasn't there? People starting to get a bit disappointed. Um, what about head-to-head stats then, please, Dave? OK, looking at those numbers, we've played uh, 46 times against Chelsea uh, in home games. Uh, we've won 21 of those, drawn 13 and lost 12. That's in all competitions. And when we look at the top flight matches only... Uh, we've played 37 times at Turf Moor. We've won 18 of those, drawn nine and lost 10. Hey, that's all right then. We've On both of those stats, we've won more than we've, we've lost, which is, I like that. That's good. We tend we tend to to be fair for, against most opposition for the uh, for the home games it does swing quite dramatically <laughs> between the home and away matches. What I need to do I think on this is maybe do um, a comparative score so get, have like a benchmark and see how far ahead or behind we are of that benchmark. That might be something Ooh. I can bring in for uh, for later in the season. Dave, you are spoiling our listeners. You just it's incredible. You just come out with these things. Um, okay, let's move on then. And what, what about players who've played for both sides? Okay, when we look at the players who've represented Burnley and Chelsea since the Second World War, um, some of the names that uh, people may recall, um, Ian Britton, Gary Cahill, Nathaniel Chalabar, who was on uh, loan at Burnley, uh, Billy Gray, John Harley, Damian Matthew, Jerry Payton, Frank Sinclair, Jim Thompson and Colin Waldron. Uh, Tommy Lawton also played for Burnley before the Second World War, uh, but then played for Chelsea later in his career. Uh, and of course, Danny Drinkwater, who's currently on loan at Burnley from Chelsea, played in our League Cup defeat to Sunderland earlier in the season. And despite recent injury issues, he wouldn't have been eligible to play this weekend as the Premier League don't permit loan players to compete against their parent club while being out on loan. Do you know, I've honestly already forgotten about Danny Drinkwater. This is terrible. This guy could have been playing in our first team, for goodness sake. Um, I'd also forgotten that Nathaniel Shalabar, actually, can we actually technically class him as played for Burnley? He didn't really get much of a chance, did he? Um, finally then, young Dave, who is the man in the middle who's going to be the referee for Saturday's game? Uh, we've got Michael Oliver again. He's the man in the oh, middle, great. and Paul Tierney is the uh, man in the VAR studio. Which, uh, yeah, we'll uh, not mention VAR too much yeah. if we can help it. No, I've literally, <laughs> I've only recently recorded the main show, and I'm still not over this. Statman Dave's stat of the week. 
Okay, well, let's move on, Dave. Um, I think that you're going to have a few tricks up your sleeve. I don't think that's everything. So why don't you treat our listeners from the Bank of Dave, your miscellaneous stat of the week. Okay, this week's stat of the week uh, goes back to the 1960-61 season uh, when Burnley was still competing on four fronts in March with the club still in the FA Cup and League Cup as well as playing in the uh, European Cup that season. Uh, So the home league game against Chelsea, which was on March 11th, 1961, Harry Potts made 11 changes to the Burnley team. And it almost worked. The Clarets led for most of the game, but were eventually pegged back to a 4-4 draw when Jimmy Greaves scored a late equaliser. The Football League weren't impressed and fined the Clarets just over £1,000. Wow, that is a Good. Actually, that's that's quite a lot back then, isn't it? A thousand pounds. That's down. I wonder what that is in. New, wonder what the equivalent to that would be now. Twenty-two thousand pounds. Oh, really? Have you checked that out already? I did. I went on the inflation checker on the Bank of England website and found out it was twenty-two thousand. That was in twenty eighteen. That was the most up to date it was. So it's it's over twenty thousand. So not not a lot in the scheme of things. Although I guess money in football wasn't quite as uh, prevalent as it is these days. Wow! Excellent. Well, that's that's pretty impressive knowledge. Um, so before we move on to look at the second half of this season, then Dave, how are you? This second half of this season, second half of this preview show. Um, what are your what are your predictions for the weekend? How do you think the Clarets will do? What's your gut feeling? Um, well, hopefully better than last season in this match. That's uh, that's certain. Um, I think we've had some decent games against Chelsea. We we did well against them down there. Uh, last season, we had the uh, the two two draw, didn't we? Had a, a a good performance, I think, and we we battled well that day. Um, they're tough games. We, we know they're they're all tough games, and when you play the so called big six home or away, they're difficult games. So anything you get out of them uh, is a bonus. When I was looking back on the stats, it's actually as well. This is another um, stat. It'll be Burnley's two uh, hundredth top flight game since our promotion for Premier League. So our two hundredth Premier League match on Saturday, um, and we've only won six of those matches against the so-called Big Six teams. That's out of, I think, 46 matches in total. I tweeted out some of the figures earlier in the week. Um, so it's a it's, it's a tough game. We know that. Um, if we can get anything out of the match, if we can get a, um, a, a win, obviously fantastic. If we can get a point, we wouldn't be too disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful we can maybe get a draw after the game. So I'm, I'm going, uh, my prediction is a, a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I've got to agree with you there, Dave, I think. I'm feeling strangely quite confident about the game at the weekend. I certainly don't think it will be um, a walkover check for Chelsea. And I actually think that they are in their rebuild stage. So I don't think they are quite the formidable force that they have been in previous seasons. Um, Regular listeners will know my views on the demise of the top six as such um, at the moment anyway. I think there is definitely some barriers being broken down there. and I just think that Chelsea have, uh, they're, they're obviously on the way up under Lampard and he's starting to get this team together. But I just don't think they've got enough understanding between manager and coach and enough organisation with them to be able to break us down properly and and to be able to counteract how we're going to play. So I'm feeling really confident for a draw as well. Um, I'm going to agree with you. So um, hopefully you guys who listen to this, if you're on the way to the game or you're um, doing the washing up or whatever you're doing, um, do tweet us what your score predictions will be. It's at no, nay, never. Fantasy Premier League Update. 
So now we move on to the second half of the show, which is, of course, the look at the very, very coveted Fantasy Premier League. Um, Dave, who are the movers and shakers? Okay, well, following last weekend's matches, we've now got joint leaders of the No Near Never Fantasy Premier League. Uh, Rob Greenwood and Michael Freeman are leading the way on 532 points, and Luis Gallo is close behind in third place. Ah, excellent. Um, what about the highest scoring t- team then? Who who got the best points? Okay, yeah, we're well, looking at game week nine. Uh, Jim Balmer's team, the Turfites, were the high scorers um, with an impressive 61 points. But sadly, last week, Natalie, your team, Dingle Bells, slipped to the foot of the table. Where has it all gone wrong? <laughs> uh, I would suspect it went wrong at the point that I picked my team at the beginning of the season and then haven't actually signed on yet to even look at it. Um, I did look, I did sign on before I did this show to have a look at it and see where I was, and then I immediately saw that I'd gone to the bottom and went, oh, for goodness sake. So I have, you'll be encouraged to hear that I have been into my account and I have tweaked some of my um, players around and I've done that captain boost thing and I've changed my captain and I've got rid of somebody I can't remember it was so you never know I might move up the table this week where are you Dave mind you um I'd had a decent week I think about 51 points last week so I've gone up a few places I think I'm about 137th or something now so it's slow improvement that's way too far up from me for my liking I was hoping you were going to say you were like one or two places and I'd be like shut up you but no that's quite a lot um moving on then Dave who's the dream team uh, well, we just had one player from the Leicester Burnley match in the latest Dream Team, but that was Leicester City's Harvey Barnes, whose father, Paul, of course, used to play for the Clarets, and he was also born in Burnley. Um, Chris Wood may have found his way into the Game Week uh, Nine's Dream Team if the video assistant referee, Andy Madley, had any comprehensions of the words clear and obvious. Uh, but as we've mentioned already, that was covered more than adequately in the main No Name Ever podcast, which was recorded and published earlier in the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not over that. I don't want to mention that. Um, who's, whose dad was Harvey Barnes? Paul Barnes. As in our midfield maestro? Well, stri- striker was he? But basically, he was at the club. I think he was actually a record signing, and then we mm-hmm. swapped him uh, with Andy. P- Andy Payton uh, came uh, this way, I think, from uh, Huddersfield, and uh, Paul Barnes went the other way. But at the time, nineteen ninety-seven, when Harvey ba- Barnes was born, uh, Paul Barnes was uh, uh, was was in Burnley, playing for Burnley. Do you know who I think I was thinking? I think I was thinking of Paul Cook. He was the midfielder. Oh, no. yeah, wrong Paul. Too many Pauls in his Burnley lineup. Um, what about? Um, so just looking at the, at the players themselves. Obviously, De Bruyne still leads the way with uh, as as the best player to to well from all sides. But Eric Peters is still top of the list in Burnley's with thirty five points. Uh, but he is now. So why is he? I don't understand these stats. Why is he above Wood when they've both got the same points? Is that just literally alphabetical? There must be a count back, I think, in terms of bonus points, perhaps, of the decider. I'm not not sure how they decide if there's a if there's a tie. Unless it's literally just alphabetical order. Who knows? That could, could be. be. Uh, well, we'll obviously have another Fantasy League update for you in the next preview show as we continue to monitor the progress of all of our fantasy football managers, our absolute heroes, and we highlight the movers, the shakers, and uh, where I managed to get to. <laughs> Stackman Dave's Quiz Question. 
Now, finally, Dave, we need to address the certain situation that is this week's quiz question. Why don't you tell our listeners what this week's question is? Okay, well, we mentioned earlier in today's previous show that Burnley have lost four and drawn one of our five top-flight home meetings against Chelsea in the Premier League since 2009. So this week's question is, which Burnley player scored the goal to earn the Clarets' only Premier League home point against Chelsea, and what was the year? Hmm, I don't know that. I don't think I can remember. I shall have a think about that, and I might, I might enter it this week. Um, tell our listeners, Dave, how they submit their answers to this week's quiz question. Yeah, well, as usual, they can tweet us at no Nay Never, um, or they can post on our Facebook page, or um, email us, which is uh, podcast at net. Brilliant. And what about the stats we've mentioned this week? Surely our listeners should be able to find them somewhere. Well, yeah, many of the stats we've mentioned this week, plus many, many more, can be found on the Burnley Stats page. And we've got a short link for that. If people want to check that out, it's uh, bit, that's B-I-T, dot L-Y forward slash Burnley stats and that's all in lowercase and there's lots of information on there including the answer to the quiz if anyone wants to find that. And that is all we have time for this week. As ever, that has been a thoroughly enjoyable 20 minutes of my life. Thanks as ever to the absolute maestro, Dave Roberts, our very own Statman Dave, who puts in in an extraordinary amount of work to make this podcast enjoyable and informative. And I just love it. I love recording it and I learn something every single week. Um, Thanks to producer Matt for editing it. And thanks to the listeners. You seem to have really taken the previous show to heart and our numbers for listeners figures are looking really really fantastic so thanks for your support we do very much appreciate it um dave and i will be back next week with another jam-packed episode of the preview show um and we the rest of the team will be back in the main show on tuesday to hopefully talk through a fantastic home result against chelsea um this has been the preview show brought to you by the known and never podcast until next time The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.